Palace Audio. Isn't there like a Bud Light Pavilion or something like that out yeah, there? Yeah, that's us. We have the Bud oh, Light Pavilion. Oh, that's you? Okay. Yeah, that's a lot of American. <laughs> I, for a while, we had Indian motorcycles in there. It got ridiculous for a while. Like, it was real NASCAR-y. You know what? Here's something <laughs> embarrassing. Listen to this shit. For the first year, we had the Budweiser Pavilion. Mm-hmm. We we were just so proud of ourselves. Look at what we did. But we did this big deal with Budweiser. We were like, ah, yeah, we're so cool. And then, like, <laughs> and like no shit, like seven days into the rally, the head brand guy from Jack Daniels is sitting there with us, and we're kind of, look what we did, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you spelled pavilion wrong. <laughs> Sat there for a fucking week, dude. It was just, oh, God. Yeah, it's time for the Book of Murder. Oh, it's just the worst. <laughs> Speaking of goofy um, ad meetings, you know what I was remembering the other day? Have we ever had Mitchell on this show? I feel like we got to have no, Mitchell. We haven't. Oh, for, you actually a couple times said he'll never be on the show. I, that is not fair. He will eventually be on this show. Oh, Stitchell. Um, Stitch, as he's also known, he is a wonderful cast member here uh, at the Home Size Group. And, I, you know, I, when he was brand new, I would put him on some real goofy ass job. You can't do this anymore because it's not funny. But, like, back in the day when the AEs first started, you could, like, put him on some hard businesses to see if they'd matter. And so, like, I'll always throw just to see how cool you are with, like, ethnicity. I'll be like, why don't you go talk to the Chinese place? You know, because a lot of, you know, white media sales rep freezes up when it's, when you know, when it's English as a second language. I used to try to get him to go to the, go to, there's a Yankee, remember that Yankee Cranky Happy Ending massage place on Mount Rushmore oh, Road? Oh, yeah. The- I always thought it'd be funny if you're the new sales rep, you could try to go in there and get him some, get him some soul, but I, had, I, I got told I couldn't do that anymore. And remember when I was trying to get Mitchell to trade out one of them fucking prepper bunkers down in Edgemont where they mine the uranium. Do you not remember this? I don't okay, remember. Okay, let me back up. I know, I know what it is. You, okay, for those of you who don't, out where, you can Google, what's, do you remember the name of the company? Oh. Mitchell! Remember, I, I don't remember the name of the company. I watched the video like four yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was okay. really produced. So like in the middle of nowhere, like where we live is the middle of nowhere. And then four hours from where we are is the real middle of nowhere. And it's where they do a lot of things. They bury bodies. They mine uranium. <laughs> There's either. Are you talking about the one in Igloo? It, no, I'm talking about the one between Pringle and Edgemont. Yeah. So it, you okay in the which af- is that yeah that's where same I'm kind of area. Yeah. So like after World War II, America our military started like we would take these big twenty five thousand square foot bunkers out in the middle of nowhere where we mine this uranium and we'd fill it with bullets and food and cats and whatever the fuck right yeah. we would just close just like if the bombs start dropping we gotta have <laughs> we gotta, it's like it was like america's pantry if russia nuked us it was the just in case right and and then all of a sudden as time goes on you didn't need that anymore a company buys this military base basically and starts selling them as real estate to dipshit survivalists not just real estate Luxury, luxury. It's it's like glamping. It's like a mix. It's real smart, really. It there's one in Ohio. There's one in like Europe somewhere. It's like high end glamping prepper bunkers, and like you can order it. Like you can get the helicopter you there package, and you yeah. can get it furnished, and and like all the food and like high end food. Like if you want Gordon Ramsay to can your fucking meat or whatever, <laughs> you could really pay for it. It. Would, I can't remember the name of the company. It would come to me. 
Anyways, I was trying to get Mitchell to trade one of them some bitches out because I thought it'd be fun. They were like brand new, and I was hoping they would. They were like, "Well, we don't have a way to market these things. Let's talk to that local dipshit up north." And They're like, still building out there. Oh yeah, you can buy. It was at it. Price has gone up too. You used to be able to buy one for like twenty five grand. It was like the base level. Like it didn't. You didn't get couches and shit. You got like a, you just got a place to go. You couldn't even buy it. It was a like a ninety nine year lease. You're right, right, right. Yeah. It was a ninety nine year or nine thousand year lease. Some, yeah. yeah. At was, the end of it, you, you had to it give it back. Yeah. And then you could and that so it was like it, we looked about a year ago. It, the base price had gone up to like fifty five grand. It was yeah. like some crazy fucking number. And you had to spend like three hundred to get like art on the wall and shit or whatever. Ah, <laughs> uh, prepper bunkers. Looking at. Aerial view. It just looks like a bunch of gopher mountains is what it looks like. Yeah, it's all underground. It's like supposed to withstand a bomb blast and the whole thing. It's not quite underground. They're big. They're above ground, but there's super reinforced concrete steel. They can just the roof is yeah. above ground, right? Everything. Well, it's not. Yeah, you don't. It's oh, not, really? It's not a silo. I thought it was kind of. No, are there's, you sure? Mm-hmm, I'm pretty there's storage. sure. I've been there. We used to. I've been there. Fuck, of course you've been. At least cattle. That's what it used to be. Is cattle ranchers leased it all out because they're just. Do you have any land with a missile silo in it? No. Okay. So, like, listen to this crazy bullshit, you people. So, during during the 80s, during the 70s, 80s, and 90s until, I guess, the START Treaty, Western South Dakota was one of the areas where we had a high concentration of intercontinental ballistic missiles. And so, like... Where we would have where we would have conducted the first strike against Russia would have been from Western South Dakota, right? And like from our B one bombers, and so all, now none of the, the all the all the missiles got taken out during the START treaty. Do your homework, and 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 like ranchers now just have this fenced in area where they can keep their alfalfa. Is that you down in one of the <laughs> things? Me in one of them. <laughs> I've been down there a couple of times. It's cool as shit, man. It is. Have you been down to the? Have you been in the like? "Quote unquote working one in in Ellsworth. I keep missing the. I got yeah. to do that tour once. It was bitching. That's that's cool. Okay, so like here's let me finish your history lesson. So like two two or three dudes would just live out there, or four or five, and they would take shifts, and you had to spend a twelve hour shift like manning the machine. Where if you went to DefCon two, you'd have to turn the fucking keys at mm-hmm. the same time as your buddy launching the code you were just sent and attack Moscow. That was just here. It was like normal. We it was just like, well, yeah, that's where all the nuclear missiles are. Yeah. They were lot. just here. <laughs> a lot of them. My buddy used to tell us that there was a bunch over in Beulah, Wyoming, and they would they 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 would in the 90s they would have like in the last years of them before they started taking them down, they would have motion sensors around there. Yeah. So they'd take a fucking goat and they <laughs> That and was they like would, a prank they yeah, used to pull, yeah. They would throw a goat over the fence and then they would count and see how long it would take the military people <laughs> <Yeah>. to show <laughs> to show up. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, very quickly is what I learned, yeah. Yeah, it don't take very long, does it? They they got they got mm-hmm. spooks everywhere, dude. <laughs> um, I got sucked. Speaking of CIA spooks, I got sucked into that real campy Arnold Schwarzenegger. The Fubar. The Fubar. That's what it's called. Fubar. I thought it was, it was real dumb, right? It but was it, stupid dumb, but, but it, like I real kind of funny. Yeah. I it sucked me right in for some dumb TV. Then I started watching that. Have you watched that uh, that Arnold documentary yet? That docu series. That it's four part. Up, but I haven't watched. It's it real good. It's good. Like the last dance is good in the fact that in. According to Michael Jordan's perspective, this is how it happened. It's that. It's a little bit. It's Arnold's vision of it, certainly, but it's real fucking interesting. Oh, and like, I'll check that out. If you you if you're somebody who is a dreamer 
and has a thing and you're surrounded by people who just don't get it, but you can fucking see it, it is something you should watch. That is it's for sure worth it. It's, I don't know, man. He's good. Um, what else is going on? Treat Williams died. Do you know who yeah. Treat Williams is? We're talking about this at the cast meeting. There's like the one movie I remember him from, but I think he's been like everything, right? E- well, like everybody knows him for some Everhart or Everwood or some goofy ass family show. I know him from the coolest fucking role ever. He played Critical Bill in Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, Critical which is a movie yeah. nobody has seen except for maybe D-Ray. And, <laughs> and like, you know, I'm always going boat drinks, boat drinks. It's it was when two dudes would put their hands on the prison glass, and you t- and you go boat drinks. You talk about the boat drinks you're gonna drink. I fucking love that movie. Andy Garcia. Listen to the cast: Andy Garcia, Hank Azaria, Christopher Walken, the dude who is always one of the muscle dudes in the army movies with the mustache. I think he's in like Armageddon and all the motherfucking movies. He's in all the Nick Cage movies as like one of the FBI agents with the mustache. He's like the burly, mustachey FBI dude. He's in it. Um, the, the Allstate dude, I think is he's in it. There's a bunch of people in that movie. The Allstate dude. Now I can't even think what, it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember if it's him or if it's the other dude who was the drop. No, I'm sorry. It was the dude who played the driver in heat. I can't remember his name. The, the black dude who was the greasy spoon cook who they found at the end and then he gets shot. Basically, same same plays same part in in things to do in Denver when you're dead. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd's in it. Fuck, it's such a good movie. It's weird as shit. It's a great. It's dark, but no one's ever seen it. And I was looking at it today because I was mad as fuck. Nobody got my reference in the meeting, and then I looked at it. It bought. It made like twenty bucks in the in the in the theaters. Anyways, if you're looking for a Treat Williams movie series to watch, things to do in Denver when you're dead, Dean. Um. So I, did you see that kid that was in here today? Yeah. So like he, he was he was a server I, that I was at. Still I, is right. Yeah, he was. I was at a at a at a bar meeting, right? And, and I mean, I, I was. I don't know why I was dancing around the phrasing. Thirty percent of my time is meeting at bars. Everybody, welcome to my job. So like, he was a good kid. I kind of liked him. He was sharp. Asked him, you know, what's your story? Blah blah blah. And it turns out he's super into audio production. Cool. And so like I like. You never hear that anymore, right? Like, I, you know how I started at this company? I started as a fucking bartender in 04. I could see that. Doing like, <laughs> and then we would do like bits when I was on air. And so like the loud was cool about like this company was, we did Shot Collar Jeopardy. Oh yeah. Fuck, I miss being on air and, 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 and not being worried about the insurance industry ruining the <laughs> entertainment industry. Um, anyways, I like, you know, you don't hear about those stories anymore where like, ah, I met this kid and blah, blah, blah. So I'm always looking for like that thing kind of. So I brought him in here. He was terrified. Also, he wore sandals, which I thought was real funny, but like, how would you know? He's a, you know, <laughs> and like, we're pretty weird. Pro- Russ is probably wearing sandals anyway. I'm going to say Wyatt will show up in pajamas. Well, and that's, <laughs> and like he got hired. He just decided he was hired one day. <laughs> And just showed up in a meeting. It's It's the best phone call I've ever got ever. Was Houston (laughs) boiling fucking mad? And he and like I think he was just in the meeting. I don't think he He stepped out. Nope. No, but I mean Houston just called me like in the middle. He's like, "Did you fucking hire this kid?" I'm like, "Well, I said you know show up sometime." I don't think I told him we filled out the paperwork or anything. He just showed the fuck up and was it? That's how you got hired here. Mother, how'd you get hired here? I got hired because I knew how to run the computers when they switched from. Analog to digital. Oh, that's right. 
That's Do nice. you know I got hired? I got hired at X Rock. That was my first job. I got hired. I walked in. This is so fucking rude. I can't believe they gave me a job. I remember thinking that like it was more of a them interviewing me situation in my head. In reality, they were like, "Who is this kid?" But like, I I remember in my head before, like in the parking lot, I'm like, "Good thing I'm here. You're welcome, everybody." And God, and like I wrote down. I hope he still has it. I didn't even take have the courtesy to type it out. Not only did I not type it out, I just jotted it down on the old school notebooks with the little fringe. Yeah. I didn't even take the fringe off. <laughs> I just wrote down like seven things I thought they were fucking up and just folded it in half and handed it to him. As we started the interview, I said, here are the things I think I can help you with. That, and, and then ballsy. <laughs> we haven't even got to the ballsy part yet. Oh my God, I'm just, uh, 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 <laughs> okay, so you know Kevin, yeah? Mm -hmm. So there's a dude at the radio stage across the street who's my dear friend, and he, I, started, I, did, I started broadcasting with him. His name is Kevin Morgan. He, him and I created a show embarrassingly called X-Rock Morningwood, and that some bitch is still going today, right? It's okay. A clever name. It's a, is it? <laughs> it was. It was. It was in it 2003 is. or whenever when we made that show, but it's, it feels gross now. It feels like we're Entourage season eight now. Anyways, it's a behemoth, <laughs> and he's a, he's a brilliant broadcaster. He's great. But we had never met ever, and he's known for having a fiery temper. And oh, yeah. He's not, he's, he's not, you know, not winning a lot of congeniality awards, Kevin isn't, okay? And this is how we met. I had just got done interviewing with Jim where I told him how fucking stupid they were and good, the good thing I'm here. Good thing I'm here. By the way, this is for like nine fucking bucks an hour or whatever. Like, okay. And then I saw Kevin. <laughs> Do you know what the credit card is? Yeah. Okay. When you take, okay, for those of you who don't know what the credit card is, right around 2000, this has been 2001-ish, we thought it was the funniest thing in the world when you'd take your hand and you'd run it up your buddy's butt crack when he wasn't paying attention and you'd go, credit card. <laughs> and so we were just doing that amongst our college buddies at the time and we thought it was great and Kevin was leaning over the fax machine as I was walking out and I went credit card nice to meet you and walked out the door that is that was where I that is how I interviewed oh I bet he just turned around and said do he, not hire this he, guy you, right? if you ever run into him ask him to tell him the story because he started there he started goose level rage and then, like, as a half hour went by, he started laughing about it so hard. Then he insisted that he's probably the reason I got hired. <laughs> Me sexually assaulting his butt cheeks is the reason I'm talking to you here now, probably. I owe that guy a bunch. I miss Kevin. I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah. I just, <laughs> you know, I, that's that used, those stories used to exist. Now I it's see like, him, I'm still going to do credit card. <laughs> oh, my God. What if that becomes the thing 20 years later? As people just start swiping his butt cheeks. He'll be, please don't sexually assault my friend ever. There's the title of the episode. Uh, so that's how I got hired in broadcasting. I got, I got, do you know how they heard of me to do an interview at all? We had brought some kid on the air in college radio and, and we, what we, she called her mother. Remember the mustard seed Bible yeah. and there used to be a Catholic bookstore downtown she was physically in it when we called her and and like this you know i don't know when like i didn't realize it was illegal to just record somebody and put them on the radio i also didn't, didn't realize <laughs> that this was territory that was going to break this woman's heart 
right? It was oh, no. fu- it was the funniest thing I'll <laughs> ever do on the radio for like 20 seconds. And then it's the cruelest thing I've ever done on the radio at 27. Because you could hear this woman's heartbreak on the radio. I didn't know it at the time. At the time, I just thought it was fucking hilarious because I was rude. And I was a kid, right? You don't have any perspective. Like, I didn't have kids yet. Oh, fuck, dude. She was, like, I was, um, there. it was a rich family, too. And, and like, I was, if I'd have just been some ding-dong, my ass would have been booted right away. But the, the, but the dean at the time had just nominated me for, like, I'm like that kid from Rushmore. I was like president of the student senate or whatever. I was afraid of freshman senator and like in all these groups. And I just got nominated for like freshman of the year as a little fucking do-gooder. And the in between, and I was like, it took about three weeks for me to go to college do-gooder to I'm gonna be the next Howard Stern. And I, I've never, I never look back. I remember his vein in his office, like above his temple, popping out and shaking. And he's like. I don't. I feel like you would do this again tomorrow, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I'd do it again next hour. It was so fun. It was the. It was so. I would be less mean, but like he didn't, and that statement didn't quite resonate with him. But it got me a you know job interview, and then I went through a series where I hosted wet t-shirt contests for money. Real redneck start to this whole deal, buddy. Real redneck. Versions of it still happening. All right. You want to do news? Yeah. Let's do some news. We got to be out of here because I got to put a suit on pretty quick because I got to go to that <laughs> elevate thing. I'm fucking so stupid. Not really breaking news with Dean. Pat Sajak is taking one last spin on Wheel of Fortune, and that's it after that. I had swear to God thought he had already retired and they were just running reruns i never i'm a i'm a jeopardy dude i'm not a wheel of fortune guy let's say and how long ago was it alex trebek died a couple years ago maybe and then there was a whole big like this is how this is how this is how goofy hollywood is like they couldn't find one jeopardy host who didn't apparently touch a nipple in the 70s or something (laughs) it seemed like impossible 41 years 41 years as as the wheel of fortune host Fuck, that money's so good. I would kill for game show money. You work seven fucking weeks a year. You get a bunch of new suits every year. You just run these people in the fuck out. It runs forever. You get to go. It's golf tournaments and fucking presidential campaigns. Oh, my God. It'd be better than being first lady. Game show money is fucking tight, (laughs) Dean. Any of you out there looking for a game show host, I don't care how dumb it is. I'm fucking in. That's where Bob Saget made all that money. America's Home Funny oh, Videos yeah. money. You just shoot 20 of those in an hour and a half and just collect checks. Sign me up. And the news fans of the Fab Four thought they would never see the Beatles will release a new song this year featuring vocals from John Lennon with a little help from AI. Mm. Fine. Wait, is everyone else who's alive and on it? Apparently. So like Paul's new, Paul's Paul now? Mm-hmm. And Ringo's Ringo now. Uh, well. This is how I can be into it. I'm not trying to be a hater. I, just, I mean, I'll listen to it, right? But, like, if it's if it's the Beatles who can be Beatle now and the Beatles who can are AI'd, I would be into this. They took extracted Lennon's voice from old demo recordings and then used the AI to clean it up. Clean it up a little. Yeah. I mean, eventually you're just going to be able to, like, write new John Lennon music. I suppose. have enough... Clips of or his like, voice. think of any artist that's got fifty fucking records, right? Like, you'll be able to make new Elvis, like all those Sun Records yeah. dudes, where they just made five hundred fucking records because you need to make ten a year. You'll just be able to make new 
Like program new Elvis. It'll be like Elvis. It'll be robot Elvis. <laughs> the hologram. So yeah, in, seriously. In Vegas, yeah. And or like you'll put on a you'll put on a name the concert that meant all the fucking world to you, right? Like I've got a series of concerts that meant a lot to me. And if some of that was like Elvis at Madison Square Garden, you'll be able to put on your VR Apple, whatever this new thing oh, sure. is. Sit your ass down on your couch and just be at that be in Madison Square Garden and new Elvis will robot Elvis will just robot fucking Elvis you. <laughs> And then you could probably, for a premium charge, go like, old Elvis, young Elvis, just movie, cycle, you know what I mean? Like, remote it through a little. <laughs> Fucking robot Elvis, baby. I like that. This is why I'm not really worried about AI. Like, <laughs> I don't know, there's not, you know what I mean? You'll be, they'll, you're robot Elvis, that's okay. Fat Elvis. Fat, skinny, yeah, skinny, skinny Elvis. Elvis. Like a video, you know how you build, you can make you Elvis. You know what I mean? Robot Elvis, T-Rex Elvis. <laughs> Fucking, you know, Bill think, Nye Elvis. Every time you do that, I'm picturing the channel changing and the new Elvis popping. Yeah, that's I what it totally would be. I totally see it. And, like, our brains will just be like, you know, now make him wear purple. You know what I mean? <laughs> Give him a cheeseburger. I'll have a cheeseburger. Elvis on the toilet. Like, you know, we'll fuck up AI before <laughs> AI kills us. Trust me. In a rock fight of the Game 5, the Denver Nuggets reached the NBA mountaintop for the first time. I think Denver's not used to their sports franchises winning and then their people dying. I noticed like Denver, like Philly wins, a couple people die. They're kind of used to it because Philly's won a bunch or New York. You know what I mean? Right. But like that shit don't happen in Denver. And so all the Denver's lead stories were like, I'm not sure. I mean, it's terrible that nine people died, but they're a little newer at it. Right. The first time you do nine people won because our championship, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a and then like, if you win three years in a row, it'll be like, well, nine people died at the fucking championship last night. <laughs> It happens, man. Congrats to Dan. I didn't watch any basketball. I stopped watching a long time ago. I want to get, I believe I'm about to get back into basketball. Like maybe shooting. I feel like I would like to shoot. You personally? Yes. Oh, okay. Like, I feel, I can see the zen of it. Like, just go shoot a thousand You can do the Sea League City thing? No, I don't want to do that. Probably. <laughs> we got maybe. some right over there. Maybe like maybe a little like why old man basketball. Like maybe, oh no, maybe do a little bit. The of that. Why is the worst? Why is the why the worst? It's every guy my age trying to relive their high school years, and they're all a holes and just yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> I'll choke shit out of old fat dude. Bring it on. <laughs> I might do well in that league. That's, that's if I don't have to, I'm not worried about my stats. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I meant like a little more meditative and like. <laughs> shoot a hundred free throws until I can make 80 of them out of a hundred. Then we'll put you in that thing that raises money for kids. <gasps> yeah. That little thing that does the thing at the Clumford boys. Yeah. See, I meant it more as an exercise of like, like, I don't understand. I understand why there is a, a piece in golf, like the, the, your lifelong quest for the series of perfect swings. Like I understand the meditative nature of that. I just think the sport is fucking stupid. And so I, but I can see that same thing in a free throw shot. Sure. And maybe, you know what I mean? Like maybe that would be something I could, you know, yeah, maybe I go shoot some threes. We'll start with horse. I'll play a little horse. <laughs> maybe horse will be the next, like, new, like pickleball's big. Like horse will come back. Horse will come back. Um, relatives of four children who survived the plane crash, followed by 40 days alone in the Colombian Amazon rainforest, Jesus. are. Now in a custody battle. The Colombian boxcar children. Custody of whom? 
So the grandparents and the father want to try and get custody back of the kids. Where are they? So those are the kids. Those are the kids that got found. I have no fucking clue. What's oh, going you on. hadn't heard about it. I have oh, yeah. no idea. What's so they're going in on. this little Cessna. How old? Like one year old to uh, I think it was thirteen. So four kids. I'm playing Cessna with her mom and a couple other adults. Okay. Plane crashes in the Amazon. Okay. They send out military. In the tr- mountains of the Amazon or the jungle the of jungle the Amazon? The jungle of the Amazon. Okay. And the, all the adults die, and these one. Jesus old Christ. And they Are survive. You, that 13 year old kept everyone cooking for how long? 40 days. What'd they eat and shit? Doesn't really say. You don't just know. I wish. I just wondered how they lived a little. When did this happen? I have no idea about this. This was like a month ago. No shit. Yeah. So they crashed like, how long were they out there for three months? For 40 days. For 40 days. Okay. Still I mean, a long that's, time. Yeah, that's enough, right? With a one-year-old. I can't go to Target with a fucking one-year-old. You're going to go camping out in the woods for 40 days and you don't have any supplies and your mom just get, got it? Yeah. Did they have to do it? They didn't have to like eat people or anything. It's not one of these alive situations. No. Oh, I would hope not. Would you eat? I'd eat people. I don't know why everyone's so hell-bent to get that. You die in the fucking woods and they were living on mouthwash and chocolate bars. It's time to eat some people. Once a year, we have a debate here about who the fuck would taste the best in this company. And like who would last, who would like, and if we were all in a plane crash, all of Home Slice is in a plane, and we go down in the jungle of wherever the fuck, in the, in, where are they at? They're in the Amazon. We're in the Amazon. And, like, you know, 10 of us go, and then there's a 40 of us left or whatever. You know, in Amazon's tough because the meat don't hold. If you're up in the mountains, yeah. the meat stays cold, right? You got to make that decision right away if you're going to, because you got to start, you know, cooking this shit. You got to start field dressing <laughs> your mother so you, <laughs> so you can smoke her, whatever. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm probably grisly. <laughs> Please don't eat me. I first. don't know if you're on. The, you're never on the first um, round of get it. Well, it depends on who dies right. right away, right? We're not in the Kumite situation until much later into the scenario. But like, certainly, like, let's say if the plane was heading down and I'm just picking him at random, but Houston died, we're flaying that son of a bitch up <laughs> so we can survive. Do you see what he eats? Oh, he would taste I feel, awful. Here's, here's why I feel so comfortable. You know, I don't think he tastes worth a shit. Also, somehow he'd give you a lecture while you were eating him. Like, I feel like if I died and you ate me, I would be, I would feel like I, prov- like I was, you know, all right, good. Yeah. You got a little fucking use out of me. You know what I mean? I could, I could see that. Well, I just don't understand why people are like, like everyone's like, yeah, and I got, you know, I'm a little less marbly than I used to be, but like, it's certainly pretty good flavoring, <laughs> smoked and aged appropriately. Thousands of Reddit forums are going dark because of one of the largest user-driven protests ever to hit the social media platform. Why are they protesting Reddit? The voluntary blackouts, which restrict, restrict groups... Uh, from public visibility affect Reddit's largest online communities. The protest includes more than two dozen subreddits, and why does it not say what the actual protest is for? Oh, outrage over a plan to charge millions of dollars in fees for some of the third-party apps that use the platform. I don't give a fuck. Use Reddit, don't use Reddit. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason, but like... Reddit's complicated because there's no money and there's no advertising. You got to find a revenue stream somewhere. That's what they're apparently. You took away my free thing. 
Also, and if it's on third-party apps anyway, you got charged for it. I would think so. I don't know. I'm never on Reddit enough. I go in spurts with Reddit. I'll be on it a bunch, and then I won't be on it at all. Yeah. Same. All right, next one. The rescue of a Chinese woman from Mount Everest kicked off a social media firestorm last week after she was accused of refusing to pay the Sherpa who helped save her. In the old school days before the internet, you just let that woman die up there. I mean, I'm not trying to be, I'm not saying the Sherpas are like heartless, but like it's this is what Sherpas do. You got you get well, if you're good at something, don't do it for free. Fuck that woman. You got if you know if you're going to Everest, you got to pay the Sherpa. It's like even when Americans do it, it costs like a million fucking dollars. They got to get a team and they got to get sponsors and you get you know what I mean? Yeah, Everest is fucked up. There's a million dead bodies up there. Do you know that? Yeah, they can't a, get them down. Like they can't get them down. Like they just can't get it. We haven't invented enough technology to where you can go get the dead bodies off Everest down. And it's filled with trash. Like Mount could, Everest is forty percent trash. Do you think we could drone that out? Right? Don't you think you could get some drones to operate up there to get some get some bodies? I suppose they freeze over. There must be a melty time where some of the bodies kind of slip and slide down. You think they collect? <laughs> well, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but they're just like if like just like in the plastic in the ocean. Eventually, it all kind of congregates to an area, right? And you'd feel like there'd be a little bot. Like I know you can't get all the bodies, but like a patch of the bodies. <laughs> Like a like a like a drone version of that claw game, you know, where you put in the buck and you're like, let's try to get Jimmy. <laughs> They're probably frozen to the ground. The claw won't work. Right, it'd be a real. Well, you heat it up. Get it in there. There must be a. But isn't there a melty season? I don't know shit about Everest, other than I follow a guy who climbed Everest on TikTok. None of that looks appealing. No. I have like I I know there will be a phase where I'm like, okay, we're gonna have to do some crazy shit because like I went through a quarter life crisis. I feel like I'll have another one in my like like third quarter third crisis. Quarter. Yeah, between <laughs> sixty five and seventy five. Everest is not on the fucking list at all. That looks like a bummer for everybody. Do you ever watch that documentary with the kid that did the whole Pepsi Harrier jet thing? Like. Oh, yeah. He, he was yeah, climbing yeah. Everest all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was part of a group that did it. That's cool, I guess. But, like, let's say I won the Powerball tomorrow and now I can do all this cool shit, right? Like, if you give me a hundred bajillion dollars and now I have the ability and the financing to go to Everest, nope. If I had the financing, I'd just have them fly me to the top and then take my picture. And no, fly back that's down. not. You'd want to do it, do it. But I don't, you know, I, you must have to like hiking to begin with to want to, like, I don't want to hike anywhere. <laughs> and you want to go play basketball. <laughs> it's different. That's not hiking. <laughs> okay. There's a point to it. You're talking, okay. Like, I don't, you know, hiking sucks. I certainly think hiking sucks when it's three miles up in the air and it's freezing fucking cold. So don't take you up to the top of Elk Peak then? I've done. I do it, you know, because you have to if you live here every few. I did the crazy horse one. Oh, yeah. Where you go do that thing. and then, Yeah, at top of, I tried to used to drag my kids up to the top of Black Elk just because, you know begrudgingly do it as a parent well, that's different it's a rite of passage i have to make my kids go up i see you like hiking on your dating app i don't have to do that at the fuck all <laughs> speaking of dating apps you know what i'm seeing a lot on dating apps i'm seeing a lot of russian chicks there's been an increase of of russian women i'm i it's it, i feel like it's like the new spy russian or ukrainian no, because we're. I think. I think. I think the Ukrainians are mostly on our side. I don't think they'd be. I, I don't think they're attacking oh. us. You know what I mean? I like. I, just I know it's just trying a bot. to get out. Yeah. I know it's just a bot, but I can't help like having this little fantasy of like it'd be fun to have a little fling with like a Russian spy. 
But like, you know, there's that dude in Sioux Falls who did that. Yeah, there that was Paul a- Erickson dude. But I'm not talking about some half my age ding dong. I don't mean it that way. I'm not. A- <laughs> First off, I ain't rich enough to fall for that bullshit and gross, just gross. But like, you know, like. I know what's going on, but we try to spy versus spy it for a while. Doesn't that sound hot as fuck? That sounds awesome. That's what every dude thinks. Like I can do it. That's how the that's how them Russian spies are so good. I was listening to a podcast of the history of British female British spies post World War II. It was real fascinating. That's what got me on this kick. I'd watch because they had to like they they had the ability like these women. Some famous woman from Hungary would like ski in because that's where the that's where the Vichy France, you know, when France just decided yeah. fuck it, they're on German side for a little bit there in the middle. And so like they would like ski into these areas and they'd ski in like guns and medicine and food and shit and they'd ski out like Russian or not Russian, uh uh German yeah. plans. It was real fascinating. But you take that same kind of deal and like sexy Russian accent, you know what I mean? <laughs> the whole thing's kinda hot in my head. I think I'd do well. Moose and squirrel. Yes, like moose and squirrel. That's what it's, it's, in the, in my head. There's a real fucking moose and squirrel. Like that's what it'll be. N- Natasha and Boris. Oh shit! All right, what else you got? Got one last one. All right. Seventy-six-year-old woman who was declared dead at a hospital in Ecuador was found to actually be alive and knocking on her coffin during her own wake. <sighs> Come on. I mean, what a that'd be the happiest fucking wake on earth man i would think so after the initial this is what i want to do at my funeral before i had a funeral do a little you know but i'm still dead right but like (laughs) give everyone a little like you know (laughs) fuck up some kids for life imagine seeing that as a child and then try to get you imagine the therapy you'd have to get that's what that's what turned me around on it there'd be some seven-year-old that see me pop out of a coffin because i'm trying to make my fucking mom laugh at my early funeral, and then that ruins that kid's life. That's what you got to think about in my position, Dean. That's why they had to put bells in the 1800s on the things because people were not, not dead yet. <laughs> so this woman was 70. It's Ecuadorian woman. They called her dead, and she wasn't dead, and, and she didn't pop up until the wake. You'd think you'd wake up before that sometime. Well, this also means that they didn't embalm her or do any of that stuff. Well, I suppose in a wake they probably wouldn't have to do that. No, right fuck away. no. You do here. It's Ecuador. Yeah, I would imagine the rules about when we're going to suck the guts out of grandma before we put her in the ground are a little looser in Ecuador. They thought maybe she had a possible stroke or something like that. And Fucking that wild. Way, yeah. Is she okay? Is she yeah. like, did she pop up and be like, you sons of bitches? <laughs> like, where am I? They Like, hey, we better call an ambulance. And yeah. God damn, I wish that would happen at a funeral I was at. <laughs> Imagine. No. <laughs> that would be the... Oh, I couldn't. You'd never that. go to a funeral again, and you'd every time you'd be like, "Let's make sure, just in case." <laughs> right? Listen, I, for years, a hundred years later, if you were alive that long, you'd be at a funeral making a big fucking to do about the one time they called <laughs> Ethel wrong. You're at the viewing, just going, right, right. Hey, hey you. I would right? go funeral to funeral, <laughs> just slapping these bastards in the face, like, hey. <laughs> Trust me, it's okay. <laughs> There's probably a funeral um, going on right now. <laughs> you got I mean, later. seriously. <laughs> I mean, if you die overseas, at least, right? Have a double check. <laughs> that was it. Hey, I bought Nelly's guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about rapper Nelly? Yes. 
I was at a thing on Saturday for a for a for the Children's Miracle Network. And oh. and 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 it was a big fundraiser yeah. and they sell off all these guitars. And like, you know, the mm. the guitars like the Toby Keith guitar went for like $15,000 it was out of our price range. And so like I was like we're going to get the Nelly guitars. We got the Nelly guitar. Because Nelly not really known for playing guitar. <laughs> that that's is what I keep being I've told. But okay, he's coming out here. Yeah, yeah. This is my plan. Ooh, yeah. I can already hear it. Yep. Let's go roll a big ass J and like smoke a blunt with Nelly and have him sign the we'll do a picture with the guitar that I bought. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be fun a little. Not why I bought it. It just that's what we thought of afterwards. It just ended up like, oh shit, we need to buy a guitar because we wanted to make sure we do a thing, and it just it, we just oddly bought Nelly's guitar. <laughs> Is that like Michael Jordan signing a football? Yeah, or something like perfect. That? Just like this because that's what I it was mean. There. there are guitars in Nelly music. I mean, it's not like it's not. It, it's not like it was. Here's my astrophysics term paper. Are there guitars in his music? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're the feature. But like certainly in some loops or some whatever, there's some, I can't, I don't, I only know, I did, as I, as we were bidding on this thing, I'm like, I don't know how many fucking Nelly songs I know is the hot and her. It's getting hot and her. Yeah. You know, and that is that, I don't know anything past that. Is no, it, you know a couple of them. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm excited for Nelly when he's coming here. Ride with me. That's another big one. Isn't that Florida Georgia line? Well, and then they, oh, they have another one. Yeah. With the Florida Georgia line. But that was the song Florida Georgia Line did, and he sang along Cruise. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I'm more old school Nelly when it was more club Nelly. Yeah. There's like three of them. I know you know. Nelly's going to play here. People don't think. People are like, I don't know why Nelly's playing here. Nelly is the perfect. Nelly had late 90s, early 2000s hits. Nelly is the perfect act if you're looking for a concert to book where you're going to get a bunch of really drunk moms who are trying to relive some... You know, whale tail, <laughs> tramp stamp, glory days. Oh, Mo- Mama Bear's gonna get about three quarters lights in her and go dancing. <laughs> it's gonna be a, just a row of fucking aggravated oh. husbands in the back, you know. <laughs> uh, anyways, I bought Nelly's guitar. That was fun. Nice. <laughs> Is that about it? I think so. That can be about it. Robot Elvis, everybody. See you next week. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credits was recorded in Studio 2A. The executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone is Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producers Mark Houston, engineering Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez, and he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon, and all graphic design done by our chief brand officer Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.